Hello, HR professionals. Good news. This episode of the Great Retention Podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. Stay tuned to access your certification code. Welcome to The Great Retention, a show spotlighting executive leaders who are building award-winning cultures where people feel empowered, seen, and recognized. I'm your host, John Duesberg, and I co-founded my own company and this podcast with the simple idea that life is short, so why not love the people with whom you work? We have a passion for helping people-first leaders like you connect individuals and teams inside of your organization to create stronger workplace communities and cultures. So whether you're leading a small business or a large enterprise, fully distributed or in the office, welcome to our community here at The Great Retention. What happens when a company goes from a single office to a team of more than 300 employees covering more than half the country? How do you maintain a strong company culture during such incredible growth? Today, I sit down with Whitney Bennett, Senior Vice President of People and Culture at CallRail. During the pandemic, CallRail saw significant growth in their team, which included their first remote hires. Whitney talks about how CallRail navigated the shifting landscape of work while caring for their employees and the role of employee resource groups in fostering connection and engagement in a distributed team. Don't miss this insightful conversation on the importance of culture and innovative ways to maintain it in a rapidly growing and changing work environment. Whitney, thank you so much for joining us on The Great Retention today. I am so excited here at the CallRail headquarters in downtown Atlanta, but thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited to be here. Absolutely. So, um, you know, for our audience, we have, you know, different C-suite leaders and um, different industries, but the common denominator um, everyone is wanting to elevate their employee experience, attracting, retaining the best people. I know this is something that you have, you know, this is right up, you know, your, your wheelhouse from experience. But um, talk to us first a little bit about, you know, just overall makeup of CallRail, right? Number of employees, yeah. locations, distributed teams. Give us kind of that context to start us off. Yeah, so we are headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia, like you just said. We have a little over 300 employees and about 15% of those employees are remote. Uh, prior to 2020, we were in one state, and now we are in 26, 27 states. Okay, wow. Okay, so a lot of growth. A lot of growth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, and I know that just from my knowledge of following you as a leader and CallRail as a whole, um, culture is really important. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, when you have just such, such rapid growth um, over these last few years, by the way, you know, pandemic right in the yeah, middle of that, right? Um, <laughs> um, so talk to us a little bit about, you know, what does culture mean to you as a leader? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to CallRail? And how has how have you been able to maintain that with this growth and everything that's been happening in the world? So I'll kind of start at the end so you know kind of where we're okay, coming from. Perfect. But like I said, 2020, we were in one place. Everyone was in Atlanta, Georgia. We had never hired remotely before. And we went home just like everyone else in March yeah. of 2020. And we started hiring remotely and we were a distributed team. We hired 170 people in 2021. And yeah. none of those people had met in person. None of those people had been to the office. And then in 2022, we started trying to bring people back to the office and we tried to do more in-person things. We had a lot of starts and stops. Yeah. And 
it became so important to connect more with people, but also to check on people. People are dealing with mental health issues. They're isolated alone. Yeah. People are dealing with unrest in their communities yeah. and then trying to work and have children and just be normal. And it was really hard. <laughs> yeah, I've got a six month year old. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it was really difficult. I think we really learned in those periods to lean into grace. Like, it's okay if kids pop onto the camera. Nobody's yeah. going to get mad at you. My daughter was on there literally all the time. Yeah. It's also, you know, a time to care more about the person and not necessarily the work and make sure, like, hey, are you okay? Do you need to take time? Because two of our culture values are respect everyone and turn it off. And so I think during those times, we really leaned into it. And now that we're back, we're kind of focusing on the work with intensity and delivering incredible products. But mm -hmm. it's making sure we're using all five of those culture statements together to focus on the whole employee. Okay, so culture statements, is that, if for another company might yeah. say, that's our core values. Is that, Same, is that right? Values. Got yeah. it. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so you went from all at office all the time to hiring almost 200 people who've never met anybody. Yeah. So, so what, what does the culture statement mean to that person who's never met anyone? And they, sure. they have, they're not here in this beautiful office, right? Like how did you maintain that connection in that distributed environment? I think luckily at that time, everything on Zoom and all the classes were still a novelty. Now people are done. They're right. over it. Don't want to <laughs> No Zoom more anymore. Zoom happy hours, please. No. <laughs> but yeah. that is what we did. And yeah. we tried to create, you know, new hire channels within Slack. So we were constantly connecting with people and checking in with it. I think a lot of the ownership kind of fell to my team and leaders and managers to really lean in with their new employees, yeah. giving new employees buddies going to Zoom happy hours. I mean, I get it, but what else are we supposed right, to do? Right. Um, it's a challenge. Yeah, sure. we have free lunches every Tuesday and we paid for that in advance in 2020. Not the best idea we've ever had. So that company <laughs> did a really good job of pivoting and we had uh, cooking classes. And so we sent the box to people. And so every team had budget to do things like that. And I okay. think during that time, it was really important. Now in this hybrid environment, we're having to be more creative because people don't want to do that anymore. Right, right. Okay, so so that's interesting. So you kind of, you know, gave each team some autonomy yeah. in terms of how they were maintaining that sense of connection and engagement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but now, like you said, the novelty is a little bit worn off, and and and, you're, and people are coming together, right? You have lunches on Tuesday mm -hmm. here at the office. Is yeah. that right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and I know, I know a lot of leaders, you know, just like, you know, you and your team, they, they struggle with this too. And, um, it's, it's something that we're still working through, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's helpful to just learn, you know, what, what's worked, you know, where you may have had struggles. Um, and I know that one of the things that, uh, Colrail implemented was employee resource groups. And, um, so talk to us a little bit about that. How did you, how did you set those in motion? Was this employee led? Was it, did you have a leader? You know, talk to us a little bit about the impact of, of, of those groups. So we'd love to just learn a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, I think the great thing about CallRail is they don't call it HR, right? Like I'm the senior vice president of talent and culture. We put yeah. the emphasis on the people and the culture and we put resources into that. So we have a great uh, director of culture and engagement, Maya. She started these in 2020. She had an idea, she saw a need, and then from there it was very much employee-led and homegrown. Okay. And then um, last year we hired someone else, Emmanuela, and it's basically her whole job 
to help the ERGs, yeah. to formalize them, to give them the resources they need. We started with one in 2020, and now we have over seven okay. that are completely like homegrown. Employees said, hey, we want to do this, and Maya and Emanuela gave them the resources they needed to do it. Okay, awesome. So from 2020 yeah. to now, this is part of the, the culture. Yeah. Right. As if I'm a new hire coming in, I, I have an opportunity to get plugged in mm-hmm. to one of the ERGs. And um, so these are now employee led. Right? Yes. And every okay. employee goes through culture training. They hear what the ERGs are. They find out how they can engage with them. Everybody has their own okay. Slack group. Slack group. Yeah. Some are private. Some are for everyone. So women's circle, for example, that's mm-hmm. just for people that identify as a woman. So that's a private group. Right. But our Rainbow Coalition group, that's a group that anyone can join and anyone can be involved in. Okay. Um, and every group has events that involve the whole company and everyone is free to join. And are these events in person and virtual and so yeah so i mean i know you can't just do one right i mean okay so it's just a mix right yeah so um right now is um aapi heritage month so we just had a speaker last week that did a virtual talk for our aapi employee resource group but everyone in the company was invited and it was on a day where everyone was virtual so most people don't come in like wednesdays and fridays so some of the events are specifically on those days so it doesn't feel like an inequity to people that aren't in the office yeah so it sounds like you know your you know your team is being thoughtful about planning out this calendar, which days we're going to do yeah. what yeah. with that intentionality in mind, mm-hmm. right? Hey, like this is a virtual event, so let's make sure everyone's going to be virtual, yeah. right? Um, totally makes sense. Um, love how that has grown over mm-hmm. time too. And it's just now been part of the, you know, part of the culture, right? And yeah. even from onboarding, right? So, um, and you mentioned your, uh, you know, here at CallRail, it's not HR, it's talent and culture, yeah, right? Um, so I love that. And you know, I think, you know, from the what I hear from other leaders, and I, and I think you've shared a little bit about this with me too, is maybe in the past, HR was viewed as compliance, you know, more tactical mm-hmm. kind of uh, role. And now it's, it's, hey, this is a big strategic imperative in terms of how we're going to be successful yep. at our business because keeping and attracting good people is how you, yes. how you yeah. be successful, oh, yeah. right? And so... Um, Talk to us a little bit about how you approach that employee experience strategy. And I know, obviously, we talked about ERGs yeah. and you know distributed, but but talk to us a little bit about you know why does why does CallRail, why is your role talent and culture versus HR and kind of how that weaves into the overall employee experience strategy. So the great thing about this role is it was already called that before I got here. Okay, okay, good. So, um, I was the first person to have it, but that's how they posted it. They knew kind of they wanted to be more intentional. Like you said, there are some outdated and antiquated ideas about how people think of HR, and we're still compliance. And if you want to fire someone short, you have to come to us first because we'll keep everyone you know, safe and we'll think of everyone yeah. with intention. But it's so much more than that, and I think that's what 2020 taught us. Everyone was looking to HR and talent and culture. Well, when do you come back to the office? How do we gauge employees? Are employees okay? Should we do layoffs? What does that look like for the organization? So. Yeah. I think in 2020, you really saw the pivot to these should be your key partners. These should be the people you're relying on. These are the people that should be in your meetings and that should help you be strategic because they're the one with the lens of the people, which are your most important resource. You just said it. We can't get anything done if we don't have the people to do it. So I think, yes, the ERGs are hugely important. And that goes along with us wanting people to have psychological safety at work. 
think the other thing 2020 taught us is people have different expectations for work than they did previously. Mm -hmm. They want different things. They want their companies to be involved in causes they care about. They also want their work to be meaningful to them. Yep. So there's a lot of work we've done to try to tie that meaning together. So people understand like, yes, we're here making money, but then we go off and we volunteer or we have somewhere where you can donate your money. Uh, engagement strategies around what employees want. So you need to ask them, you need to survey yeah, them, yeah, yeah. you need to see what they want and then you need to come back to them with, okay, this is our plan and this is how we're gonna provide it to you. You say that it sounds so obvious, but you know it, it, how easy we forget, yeah. right? Yeah, we should get feed, direct feedback from mm -hmm. people, right? Ask people their what there is most meaningful, and then obviously take action, yeah. right? Um, and I think the the ERGs is a great way to take action. Mm -hmm. um, so, so you mentioned um, you know volunteering mm -hmm. and 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 having that impact, and um, I know just recently um, Colorado did the Repair the World Week. Yeah. Right. So tell us a little bit about Repair the World Week. How is that part of a broader strategy and, and overall, you know, the engagement, you know, yeah. Colorado? So Colorado historically has always volunteered. We'd always done things in our community, but was more kind of hodgepodge together and not necessarily consistent. And then um, in 2020, right before uh, the pandemic, we had an employee that passed away. Oh, and wow. We really wanted to think of a way to honor his legacy around things that were important to him. One of the things that was super important to him was Habitat for Humanity and volunteering for them. So okay. that was like what sparked it. And then it just became larger than life. Like it's larger than that one person. It's yeah. about taking the privilege we have and giving back to the communities we're in. Uh, and that's another thing. We hired someone who does the ERGs and does repair the world. So MMWALA does a phenomenal job of managing these very large. It's a lot. Programs. It's a lot of it's planning, lot. right? It's a yeah. lot. And we um, just recently had 10 different volunteer opportunities. We brought everyone from all over into the office and Thursdays and Fridays, it was their job to go volunteer with these opportunities we gave them. Hmm. So we were finally able to go to Habitat for Humanity, which is something we wanted to do since 2020. We just yeah. couldn't. Yeah. Um, the other arm of that is donations. So we do an employee match up to $500 every year so that's another part of repair the world and we um do it through charity vest it's all tax-free so all those matches go directly to who you want to volunteer to okay and then from surveying employees we found out what was important to them and something else was kind of food safety and not wasting so we have free lunches every tuesday and then we have somebody pick all of that up that's left over and give it to a charity that donates it to people that need it. Okay. So it's really baked into the fabric. It's not just volunteer days. It's kind of how we approach everything at CallRail. Yeah, I love it. And what was the name of the charitable organization, Charity Vest? Charity Vest, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll include that in yeah. our, our show notes just They're for great. other folks yeah. um, to, to check them out. But um, so you said, I think you said 26, 27 states folks are in now? Ish, it's probably just changed. Okay. okay, so while yeah. we're talking, yeah. we added a yeah. new state. Yeah. So so bringing everyone in, mm -hmm. right, um, for this week, right, so, so kind of strategy planning week, mm -hmm. and then on the back half is go make impact in your community, yep. right? And that's the 10 different volunteer sites, right? Yes. Um, and, and we then, have two remote. And two remote, yeah. okay, because not everyone could not have made it, so they can, still, they can still participate. Um, Love that. And I mean, what I hear is there's no, you know, obviously we're connected through Slack and Zoom and all these tools, right? But 
still there's, you know, it, it, you don't, it's not replacing the in-person, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're, you know, uh, I think you said three times a year coming together, you know, for, for a week and then most recently Repair the World Week. Mm -hmm. So love that, love just, you know, seeing how it kind of comes together and then obviously it sounds like having a, a dedicated person to manage and really to be thoughtful about planning that out is, is a critical part, right? Because you yeah. want, go, going back to the employee experience, you want that experience of volunteering to be, to be you know, stellar as well, right? So, um, okay, I'm just kind of yeah, picking yeah. it all up and well, learning here. And I think with ERGs and Repair the World, all of that, the company has to put dollars and resources behind it. They can't yeah. just say, go do this thing. We give ERGs a budget and we ask them to get an executive sponsor that's within CallRail. So they're okay. represented throughout the organization. And then we give people $500 to donate however they see fit. So you have to put money behind it as well, yeah. or it's not gonna, it's not gonna stick. You can't just tell people to do things and yeah. not give them the resources to do it. Yeah. So, so when I'm thinking out as a leader, mm -hmm. Hey, I'm hearing you. Okay. ERGs, um, you got these events, but I have to actually plan out in advance a budget. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's a critical part to mm -hmm. it. So, um, yeah, it's all coming together. So, <laughs> and, and it's important, right? It, it, it sounds like, oh yeah, you know, create ERGs. And then you, you realize there's a lot that goes into it, right? Cause you want, again, you want that employee experience to be uh, great, you know, no matter what we're doing. Um, okay. This has been wonderful, Whitney. Yeah. I appreciate you just sharing just the lessons learned, right? And, um, you know, the good, bad, everything in between. I, and so it means a lot. Um, and so as you're, you know, looking at now we're already in the back half, we're getting ready to be in the back half of 2023 yeah. and even beyond in 2024, are there any, you know, priorities that you're, you're focused on from a, a talent and culture leadership perspective or um, just overall for Colorado when it comes to employee experience? Just wanted yeah. to, you know, kind of get your thoughts on that. And then is there a particular kind of insight or practical, you know, lesson learned or piece of advice that you can share with, with our audience as we wrap up here today? Yeah. So I still think we're struggling with hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> Candidly, I think yeah. it's really important for us, for people to come together. That's why we're having the three in-person weeks, but we don't want to be it. We need you to be here so we can see what you're working on. We know you're working. We know yeah. things are getting done, but we feel like the innovation is missing a little bit. The collaboration is missing a little bit. So mm -hmm. how can we do hybrid well and consistently where it's not isolating to our remote employees and we're still bringing people together? Um, so that's what we're struggling with right now. I think yeah. something we learned yeah. early in the pandemic um, that I would not do again if I had to do it over. When we started bringing people back to the office, we let department leaders decide what would be best for their department. So if you want your people to come in two days a week, great, tell them to do that. If you don't want your team to ever come in, great, they don't have to. It creates inequitabilities throughout yeah. the organization and then people feel like it's a privilege to be remote. So I'm gonna move out of the state and then I never have to come in again. And people that are here two days a week are really frustrated that they're here two days a week and one is here for them to collaborate with. Yeah, that's the so, whole point, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I think intentionality about returning and telling people the why and being transparent, it's not just because I said so. Yeah. It's the same as ERGs and Repair the Worlds. We're gonna create the environment and put the resources into wanting you to come back into the office to come together, not just free lunches. Like those are nice, but that's not a yeah. reason for people to come back. We're gonna foster collaboration and innovation in a way that's meaningful and by the way, drives more revenue and we're all shareholders and that's what we want. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, the lesson is consistency and that's probably what we should have done. And then telling people the why, 
yeah. and asking people what they think. I think you also cannot be beholden to any idea you have. It's kind of like when you're in engineering, hypothesis, test, results, test again, yeah. and then change it up. Yeah, iterate quickly, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate so much just you know, sharing a little bit about um, like what you would have done different based on your, your real experience. I had a, a leader share with me recently that um, you can have an effective meeting over Zoom, but what you miss is the, 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 collabor the chatter before and after the meeting. The after is huge. Right? You, how uh, do you foster that? Yeah. And that's, you know, or you're riding up in the elevator and you see someone that you haven't talked to, you know, yeah. and those are the things that, you know, all, that, that add up, right? And, and you, don't, you don't get that. Um, well, thank you again, yeah. Whitney, so much for joining us on The Great Retention. Um, love what you're, you know, so much respect for you as a leader. Love what you're doing at Call Rail and um, just we're rooting for you and thank I you. really appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much. That wraps up another edition of The Great Retention. Thank you for joining us and being a leader who genuinely cares about recognizing and empowering the everyday hero and the team members around you. We are proud to support your leadership journey and grateful for your support of this podcast. If you haven't already, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. This helps us get this content in front of more aspiring people first business leaders. If you'd like more perspectives on how to create exceptional cultures around award-winning talent, go to coolleaf.com and sign up for our newsletter to get them straight into your inbox two times per month. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat With Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening. Now go be people-first leaders by celebrating and connecting your people today. HR professionals, thanks for listening. As promised, this episode of the Great Retention Podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. To claim your SHRM credit, please visit thegreatretention.com slash SHRM. To claim your HRCI credit, please visit thegreatretention.com slash HRCI. Complete the three-question form to receive your certification code. That's thegreatretention.com slash SHRM and thegreatretention.com slash HRCI.